All right. Good evening, everyone. We are back with another episode of this podcast. It's been quite a while since we had our first one, but uh, here we are again. So no guests tonight, but uh, we'll continue and you know discuss and talk about a few things. All right. So uh, I'm also starting a gaming channel, a game streaming channel. Uh, I'll start with Call of Duty Mobile. Uh, so I'll link it in the description to subscribe it on YouTube. Also follow me on Spotify on to continue hearing episodes in this podcast and other you know podcast platforms. So it's been quite a while. Lots of things. The IPL is back on and it is I like to say back with a bang. CSK beat RCB the other night. It was a double header today. Uh, Delhi Capitals beat the Rajasthan Royals by 33 runs and the Punjab Kings uh, beat Sunrisers Hyderabad by 5 runs. So currently uh, Delhi sitting on the top of the table with 16 points uh, with from 10 matches so they have already qualified for the playoffs. Uh, not officially but yeah they will be in the playoffs there's no doubt. Chennai doing good as well 14 from 9. RCB just you know just about hanging there in the top four, ten from nine matches. They've had a losing streak of three matches, and Virat Kohli will suddenly be worried about those. KKR, Punjab, and Mumbai and Rajasthan all are on eight points. SRH they are having a disastrous season, two points from nine matches, just the solitary win. And so yeah, some big matches coming up. And uh, uh, in my opinion, it should be like RCB, uh, Delhi Capitals, Chennai, and I guess it looks as if KKR right there, but I think Punjab will edge them out and, you know, eventually qualify. And then it will be, you know, a difficult case to say, you know, the first two teams get a double chance, not the chance to qualify for the finals. Uh, in the playoffs so everyone will try to finish in the top of the table top two but uh, as of now it looks as if Delhi is going to run away with that place along with Chennai so lots of interesting matches coming up and then we have the T20 World Cup that will also take place in the UAE just like the Indian Premier League this leg Uh, it will also be Virat Kohli's you know final uh, T20 tournament as captain He's relinquishing T20 captaincy after this tournament. He's relinquishing his IPL captaincy after this uh, season. So lots of events going on. Uh, what about let's switch to football? Starting with La Liga, uh, I'm a supporter of Real Madrid, who are on top of the table right now. They got the match lined up against Villarreal. Uh, Sevilla is on top, uh, second spot. Atletico third. Real Sociedad. They're on fourth spot. Barcelona, our arch rivals, are on eighth spot. They are not having the best season. Elsewhere, if you see the EPL standings, so we got Liverpool on the top of the table, 14 points from six. Manchester City, 13 points from six. Chelsea, 13 as well. So on Manchester United, Everton. Tottenham, Leicester City, Arsenal, Arsenal on 13th place, not having the best of seasons there as well. 
So all this going up and then let's switch to some other sports or you know sports entertainment. We had AW Dynamite, a huge match. Uh, Brian Danielson against uh, Kenny Omega, a dream match for if you're a fan of technical wrestling. What a pay-per-view they had all out 2021. Look at those debuts. Adam Cole and Daniel Bryan. I'm Brian Daniels, and you can't use Daniel Bryan right now, can you? We got Ruby Riot uh, debuting there as well, uh, which was very interesting. So lots of WWE superstars who have been released or the contracts are ended are you know joining AEW. And there's some huge, huge news that Bray Wyatt might be debuting at AEW at Rochester. Uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing the right Rochester. It is uh, Brody Lee's hometown, his uh, longtime friend, the late Brody Lee. Also, in WWE, if you compare, because Jim Ross said that uh, AEW All Out, which was certainly, uh, if you ask me, the best pay-per-view AEW has ever produced till now, uh, it was comparable to WrestleMania 17. I'm not sure I agree on that. WrestleMania 17 or WrestleMania X7 was kind of different to uh, what this is. But uh, uh, yeah, that had some uh, Stone Cold and uh, Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah, that match was there. But uh, WrestleMania 17 and All, uh, all Out 2021, kind of different, kind of same. Uh, not all will agree, but uh, All Out was a great, great event. Uh, we got the next pay-per-view with just full gear. One probable match, I'm sure, is Brian Danielson coming up against Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, this time with this uh, championship on the line, and maybe maybe Omega can just edge him out. That is going to be a you know, mouth-watering contest. Uh, CM Punk debuting for AEW, wrestling after seven years. How about that? Everyone thought that Dark Punk was done with wrestling and, you know, going on other ventures. He's, he's done lots of other things, but then here we are. AEW is, uh, you know, doing a lot of things right now. So, do you, uh, let's go back to the All Out. Um, here with the pay-per-view results. Mm, the biggest thing was Brian Danielson's debut. We should also forget Adam Cole. He just came in and the, the crowd erupted. And uh, this long uh, rivalry between Jericho and MJF, that's also going to continue. I'm not sure that it ended. I didn't check the other bookings. Uh, but these are going good. The Young Bucks uh, and uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Cole. It's, it's, it's a good, you know, good faction that they are building. Omega says it's one of the best in ever wrestling history. Some will agree, some won't. But yeah, this is going absolutely great. And Brian Danielson against Omega is going to be the rivalry, the match. In other cases, uh, we got Extreme Rules coming up in WWE, which is uh, going to be a very interesting, some interesting matches have been booked and I think one of them is Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair very interesting because this this is probably Becky's first uh, proper pay-per-view match after her comeback that comeback was absolutely spectacular at SummerSlam Becky Lynch and, and Brock Lesnar the beast has come back and it's Roman Reigns I was, I was sure that he was be defending against uh, Brock Lesnar, but 
uh, it looks like it will be uh, Finn Balor, which is very interesting because Brock was supposed to be, you know, in this booking. But yeah, Balor's, you know, doing a lot of rounds. I wouldn't be surprised if he, you know, wins it from Reigns. Reigns had a good reign, but now maybe WWE is looking at other ways. McIntyre should be in a, a match as well against Damien Priest, but it's Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. I'm not sure why McIntyre has been booked in this list, but he'll be there somewhere, maybe a dark match or something. And well, we got Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss. This is going to be an interesting matchup. I'm sure Charlotte's going to retain the championship, but you know, with Alexa around, there might be some within quotes some you know unnatural events happening inside the match speaking of unnatural events let's go back to all out or maybe the next aw because alexa this is so-called brother uh she's the you know sister abigail she was a sister abigail to De uh, bray wyatt's fiend so bray wyatt might might debut at aw as i said earlier the rochester Brody lee's hometown Lee was a long-time friend. I'm not sure if uh, whether they've signed Braun Strowman or not. I'm not very, uh, you know, AW wasn't very keen on that, on signing Strowman, but uh, they're all on to with Bray Wyatt has been doing news all around why he's going to sign for AW, and nobody's going to be uh, very surprised if he does, if he does do his uh, debut at that time. So we got some uh, news on Full Gear, so most probably Full Gear are going to be having uh, the Dan Bryan, uh, the Brian Donaldson and Kenny Omega match, we got Chris Jericho match up there against MJF or someone else. The booking hasn't been the best yet, but uh, you know, the booking should be good. Also after the, you know, the mm, success of uh, All Out, uh, Full Gear should be a great treat to watch. As I said, the booking has to be superb. The young bucks, the young bucks should be targeting, you know. The young bucks uh, should be up in a good match. Kenny and uh, I'm not sure if Christian will be there. He's more into the uh, into the Impact storyline. He's in Impact right now, which is uh, in a partnership with AEW. They had a couple of crossovers, so Christian will be in there. Uh, it's actually pushed back a little. Full Gear is going to be on November 13th, 2021. Uh, this is this is pushed back just to avoid competition with UFC 268. UFC 268 is going to be good. I haven't checked those bookings yet, but uh, I think the fight card is going to be awesome. So in middleweight, uh, UFC 268, we got Alex Pereira and just McCatalyst, Shane Burgess, Bully Quarantillo, and Gary Jordan Williams. This is in welterweight. Then in featherweight, we got Nelson uh, versus TJ Lorami. Uh, lightweight, uh, it is Al Quinta versus Bobby Green. Uh, we got some other good matches. What about the women's strawweight? Rose Namajunas versus Zhang Willie and the welterweight is uh, Kamaru Osman versus Kofi Covington. So quite an interesting match. Not falling UFC a lot, but uh, they do sound good. Yeah, so a banter bantamweight bout was supposed to happen. This is between UFC featherweight champion 
as Jamidi Ragami and Irina Udanov. Uh, I think this is because of injury. Those match did not happen. This is this hasn't been booked yet. But in otherwise, uh, we got some good things. But in extreme, uh, going back and against into extreme rules and uh, full gear, some good matches lined up. Uh, so full gear is going to be in November. I think uh, so. Extreme rules is in September. They got Crown Jewel up next. Uh, that is going to feature the uh, you know Brock Lesnar versus uh, Roman Reigns rivalry. That match is going to be huge. I'm not sure what how they're going to book it. And uh, I think it will follow. It will be followed by this traditional Survivor Series pay per view. So I don't know what the booking is going to be for Crown Jewel, but uh, if Reigns is already decided as a champion, then then the match against Finn uh, Balor is not a. I don't know how this is going to book that. If Finn Balor wins, it's going to be Balor versus Brock Lesnar, which is going to be a mouth-watering contest. Balor versus Lesnar. Uh, this actually uh, is a good rivalry, the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Uh, the other day I was watching a video on Lesnar versus uh, Reigns, the top moments, top 10 moments from the rivalry. It's gone back quite some day. This uh, has aged well, this rivalry. That's one thing WWE has done well in the recent years, if you know what I mean. It's going to be at Saudi Arabia and Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel. Uh, it is the sixth under the sixth uh, event under uh, WWE's tenure partnership with Saudi Vision 2030 in support of Toronto Saudi Vision 2030. So, what does Brock's return mean for uh, the WWE? First off, it's going to be the uh, the thing again, the hype, the huge hype about the beast. Brock just turns up, you know, once every month or twice every month. Max, I haven't seen him turn up twice every month. You know, he hardly appears in the at Raw SmackDown. However, this time it might be a bit different. With Paul Heyman uh, has been on Roman Reigns' side. He's been Roman Reigns' manager, if you could say that, for quite some time now. Heyman's always been, you know, uh, linked with Lesnar. Since Lesnar's early days in WWE, there have been a few instances where he had, uh, uh, you know, uh, portrayed uh, Lesnar. One against a Big Show, I remember. I think that was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That this was this happened in Madison Square Garden. I'm not exactly sure what pay per view that was, but that happened uh, during Brock Lesnar's first stints here. Uh, he was also managing CM Punk. Uh, during that infamous CM Punk pipe bomb uh, that happened in uh, in Raw, and then that famous Money in the Bank match, Punk returning the Summer of Punk, that was quite some time. Then uh, a couple of years later, I think SummerSlam had Brock Lesnar against CM Punk. Uh, I I remember WWE labeled that match as uh, like the Hulk versus Wolverine, Lesnar's Hulk against Punk's Wolverine. That was that was uh, some match. That was some event. Not sure it you know exceeded the expectations, but it was good. Uh, but here I think uh, you know other than Brock, other than Roman uh, rather, Roman I think there should be some rivalry between Brock and McIntyre. Remember McIntyre won the championship from Brock back in WrestleMania last year's WrestleMania, which is just you know the start of the pandemic. 
So after that, uh, Lesnar only appeared this year, SummerSlam. So they might, you know, cross paths sometime, uh, you know, maybe Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. I'm not sure what the rumors are of WrestleMania booking next year, but it's going to be good. AEW's or pay-per-views are going good. WWE will have to pull up something good. And with, uh, you know, some top superstars gone, like Wyatt's gone, uh, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. Adam Cole used to be the face of NXT. He held the championship, the NXT championship over 400 days. So Adam Cole's gone here. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, some, quite some big names are gone. Uh, but there are a few. Rey Mysterio's doing good over there. So some book, good bookings will be there. People are, all of them are very, very happy now as Big E has won the championship. You know, it, it is a long time coming. He's a current WWE champion and like everyone says, is much deserving. Kind of like when Kofi won the first, his first WWE championship. Everyone was very happy. He saying that he deserves it. Big E is also, you know, has been there for quite a long time. He's extremely strong, very strong. That guy is a good performer. The spin with the New Day, that has been phenomenal. The chemistry is fine, the bonding is excellent. And Biggie has, you know, risen and he is currently champion and everyone's happy about it. What is, this is a very good, uh, you know, the best thing about this championship. However, this, uh, you know, this face run, I don't know how long it's going to run. But yeah, Biggie as a face is much, much better than Biggie as a heel. All right, that's good. And now back to football. Uh, so, this has been quite a rumor, but uh, Real Madrid have been denied the Kylian Mbappe transfer this summer. PSG has been PSG has been reluctant to go. PSG has been reluctant to let Mbappe go, but Mbappe is clearly not happy there. He wants to play for his dream club, Real Madrid. Paul Pogba is, uh, you know, uh, he has always said that he wanted to play for Real Madrid. But Real Madrid are eyeing Mbappe and Haaland as well, Erling Haaland from Borussia Dortmund. So, for, so if everything goes in the great way, so we got Haaland, we got Mbappe, we got Pogba. Wow, how how great an attack that can be. After that, Karim Benzema, we got Vinicius Jr., we got Eden Hazard, we got Gareth Bale, don't, don't forget Bale. I'm not sure if Bale's going to be out there next summer playing for Madrid, but uh, you got to take cases. Look at the lineup. That is an astonishing lineup. Problem is, the midfield's stuck. We got a great midfield. There's Tony Cross, there's Luka Modric, Casemiro. However, even if Paul Pogba joins, there's going to be a problem of plenty for uh, Ancelotti. This I'm talking about next summer. I'm sure the January transfer window won't be any fruitful to Madrid. But we got some good uh, people up there. We got David Alaba, a great, great signing this time. Alaba has been pivotal for uh, Bayern Munich over the years, and he has been exceptional uh, in his uh, you know, first uh, few matches for Madrid. So the Real Madrid-Villarreal match is on, 
and here's the lineups. So Madrid start with Cordo on the goal. We got Valverde, Militao, Alaba, and Nacho at the back. Midfield, we got Asensio. So that's an interesting choice to play Asensio in the right in Casemiro, then got Modric. Rodrigo goes is up front. I'm not sure how interesting that move is. Karim Benzema, Vinicius Jr. So a rather safe lineup. The usual standard lineup, no experiments. Uh, part that same Rodrigo and Asensio positions. I'll give you the Villarreal lineup as well. Uh, this is Rulli at the goal. Moreno, Torres, Albiol, and Foyt at the back. We got Kako, Pareo, and Cochrane in the middle. We got Grunwald, Paolo, Kakao, and Vipino. I'm not sure if we've got all of them right, but uh, yeah, that, that's it, what this is. Uh, we got quite some subs. Madrid have got a good Hazard is there. I'm not sure when I've, I saw last time Hazard played a match. We just started and then he finished it in nine minutes. I mean, like, oh, Hazard has been hazardous. Uh, I don't want to, you know, sound bad or, you know, sound abusive, but Hazard has been hazardous for Madrid. This is one signing Perez would all and all Madrid fans will want to forget. This was a dream signing. Hazard has done so much for Chelsea. He literally did so much for Chelsea, carried Chelsea over the years for so many times, and then coming to Madrid, it was it was absolutely heartbreaking. Speaking of Madrid, some ex-Madrid players doing good. Cristiano Ronaldo has been in superb form, playing from his old club, Manchester United. Oh, and uh, there's some new goals. He's the highest earning footballer. He's stopped to double Lionel Messi. This is very interesting. Not sure how Manchester United, uh, you know, it's not Manchester, I think, uh, your Ju Juventus are doing this time. Well, Manchester didn't have a great day yesterday. So they lost 1 0 to Aston Villa. I'm not sure how this is going to impact them. Uh, they're currently languishing fourth at the table. This win would have taken them up top. But, you know, that's how things are, EPL, it's, it's an unpredictable league. Speaking of when Ronaldo, we got Ronaldo's long career rival, Lionel Messi. Messi's been playing for years. What a sign this has been. What a story. Last year he wanted to leave, this year he didn't. And PSG is alive as well. I'll give you the lineups over here. Telo Navas, another Real Madrid player. Hakimi, Marquinhos, Kimbembe, Diallo, no Sergio Ramos starting for PSG now. Herrera, Paredes, and Guev. Guev scored a goal as well. They are in the midfield. Di Maria, Mbappe, and Neymar. So no Messi as well. I'm not sure what how the strategy is working. I'm not sure if Messi is the injured or anything. But how I'm not sure how the strategy of you know not playing Lionel Messi is going to work. Yeah, he's out for out with an injury. He's doubtful for the Manchester City clash. This is this is very interesting. Manchester City and Paris Saint Germain. What a match this is going to be. Let me just check the time for that one. Yeah, so there we go. So Manchester won uh, against Chelsea one nil yesterday. Some good matches are going on. Not falling much, but yeah, there you go. Uh, so in 29 September, so rather 28 September, Tuesday, we got Pet PSG and Manchester City. Then Sunday, 3rd October, Liverpool, Manchester City. Some great, great matches coming up. 
we got Chelsea up there as well. Chelsea were losing against Manchester, but they got they have against they're up against Juventus. This is interesting. Juventus on Wednesday. Wow, some good matches coming up. This week is going to be great, or rather the next few days. Some good rivalries, some good matches coming up in the UCL and the EPL. Uh, not exactly sure how the other leagues are doing around. Let's get to the Bundesliga. Bayern Munich Bundesliga is all about all about Bayern Munich. I'm sure Dortmund and other fans are not going to be pleased with that, but you don't know how it is. Bayern is usually top of the table, 16 points, three points clear already after the first two, after six matches. Leverkusen at second point, Dortmund in third, Wolfsburg in third position, Dortmund in fourth rather. And Bayern's got the match as well against Dynamo Kiev. So, yeah, not a very, not the big names are elsewhere for Bayern, but they'll take it anyway. So, group stage on match day two in the group stage. This is the upcoming week, and we got Shakhtar against Inter Milan. We got Ajax against Bayekas. Real Madrid are playing Sheriff. Milan are playing Atletico Madrid. How about that one? Dortmund playing Sporting CP. PSG Manchester City. Porto Liverpool. Another great work encounter. Uh, Leipzig and Club Brugge. Zenit Malmo. Atlanta Young Boys. Ulsberg and Sevilla. Bayern Dynamo Kiev. Salzburg Lille. Juventus Chelsea. Benfica are playing Barcelona. Manchester United are up against Villarreal. So quite some interesting things are going on there. And uh, just running up, let's get the also El Clasico, the one every football fan looks upon. El Clasico. I think we got one 24th of October. Yep, that is right. 24th of October. Barcelona, Real Madrid. This is going to be huge. A long, long time. After a long time, rather, Barcelona playing in El Clasico without, without Lionel Messi. There have been a few misses, I'm sure, with Messi being injured or something, but this time there is no Messi. There is no Messi in the La Liga. There's no Messi in the El Clasico. It has been like that without Cristiano Ronaldo for quite some time, but it's not, uh, you know, without both of them. There was supposed to be a... Cristiano Ronaldo versus Lionel Messi if we just go back a few years, but things have changed now. It will be played at the camp now, and this is going to be a mouth-watering contest. Barcelona not in the best forms, Real Madrid, you know, slowly starting to patch up, slowly going up to the full gear, winning 6-1 day after day. Marco Asensio getting a hat-trick, Benzema getting a brace. So this is going to be good, this is going to be huge. Alright then, this is it. I'll be linking that uh, all those uh, you know channels and other stuff in the description. Check them all out. And for now, it's goodbye. We'll be back with another episode very, very soon. Thank you for listening.